afford to be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. A song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. Wait, what? I know. You took the uh, you took the coronavirus plane yep. from Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. All I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> we wiped shit down mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. We With what? <laughs> oh, just like a dirty rag we found on the street. <laughs> just an, we, we sprayed everything with WD-40 and then just wiped it down. And so, boy, we got here 30 minutes early. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it? Uh, tell Okay, look, we're in the middle of the coronavirus. This is a very timely because uh, this is Monday. This is the weekend. Mm-hmm. This is the Monday after the weekend of the of uh, where everyone's supposed social to. Social distancing. Social distancing. Don't touch anyone. Now, you and I are a good, what, two and a half feet away from <laughs> <Yeah>. each other? <laughs> but we've just been in close proximity the whole time. Yeah. If I have it, you have it. Yeah. If anyone in the house has it right now, we all have it. Yeah. Luckily, there's no infants in the house, and I'm the oldest person, and I don't think I'm in the age range yet. Mm-hmm. I will be in another month, <laughs> but right now I'm good to go. So, uh, so yeah, we're just we're we're doing the best we can with uh, trying to keep our distance. Although, I gotta say, we were out and about today. It's it's wonderful. I hate to say that, but silver lining, it's really nice. There's, <laughs> there's not many there's, people out. No, no, no one's people in your leave way. you alone. They avoid you like the plague. I mean, it's great. The public restrooms are wide open if you need to use those. <laughs> Everything's good. Yeah. If you need toilet paper, also go to a restaurant right now and go in their bathroom and take their toilet paper. Just go in in your coat, and take their roll of toilet paper. Kyle's drinking a hot liquid. He doesn't know where to set it. Hot tea, yes. Hot tea. You don't know where to sit it. You put it on the floor. Yeah. What are the chances you kick that over? <laughs> well, it's it's far enough away that my foot is not going to hit it. So what if you get the Jimmy legs? <laughs> Like crazy. Then, then we got, <laughs> we got a whole host of other problems. And this is a bonus episode. This is a happy Monday to everyone. Uh, we're recording this literally. We're recording this at ten fifteen p.m. in uh, L.A. time. Yeah, and I'm hoping to get this all posted by one a.m. We might not be done recording by one a.m. <laughs> we will be. Um, we well, we might not be. the The, the topic tonight. Is is picked by our friend Aaron Khan. Mm-hmm. Aaron did this before with the Muppet episode, and uh, Aaron remote host, remote host is what we'll call him. He's picked the songs. He's recorded commentary. I actually don't know what you and I are supposed to do. Yeah, he did it all. He he did it all. He organized it by Organi- yeah. by number. Yep. Sent us all the files. It edited some things in before the songs into where they wanted to start. All that jazz. And it's he's more prepared than Murray. Right, and it's artists never played. These are these are uh, also the coronavirus. We didn't want him. <laughs> That's right. The uh, the coronavirus is more prepared than Murray. <laughs> the Aaron uh, Aaron picked artists that he says we've never played on the show. Now I don't know if we've played any of them since Aaron sent me these files many months ago, but uh, I don't think we did. It, I don't. Th- seems to be. I'm looking through, and I don't. I don't even know most of these, so I'm. So it's going to be eclectic, and mm-hmm. we're going to be surprised because, again, I didn't listen to any of these files. I, I think I just clicked on one just to see how the audio was, and the audio sounded good. What's the longest file Aaron has there? Kyle's yawning already. This is going to go great. Um, there's one that's 317, but that's a song. That includes the song. I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. the intro in the song. Three minutes and 17 seconds. 
Yes. Aaron, we might be talking over some of these. I hope that's okay. Well, I think the, I think he included most of the song, right? Or did he cut the song? We don't know. I don't we know. Don't listen to it. I don't know. Very, very prepared for this. All I know, it's hard, it's hard to, uh, it's going to be hard to uh, crack wise uh, without, like, like we, we, I don't want to feel like we're making fun of Aaron and his song picks, but we're going to, we're going to have to talk a little bit. Well, no, I think, I think some of them, um, we'll find out, I guess. Okay. This is called the speculative hour. <laughs> I think this is a file that. This is, first of all, all we did was set the equipment up and put his songs in the computer. We haven't done anything. So yeah. Kyle will tell me what the band, after we hear it. Uh, Kyle would tell me what the band is, and he also I'll, I'll, I'll look it, it up. He also made it easy to figure out. It goes band hyphen title. Yes, he did everything. So, like, I don't need to. I don't need to worry about like which which one's the song title, which one's the band name. What if you and I just introduced the show, and then we'll come back <laughs> and in just, about just and, just hit play and, on the and we'll playlist. come back in about ninety minutes <laughs> and just let it play, and we won't say anything. I'll tell you what. All of all of the all told. Everything in here, mm-hmm. 46 minutes. All right. And then w- with our talking, it'll be about uh, two hours and 45 minutes. Because <laughs> we'll talk for an hour and 59 minutes. Is that correct math? I don't know. Probably. Um, but after the song, I'll, I'll give a little, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about, uh, I don't know if the album, I guess there's no album covers attached to these files. No. You could, I don't know if, you really don't want to look up stuff on that, that computer while you're doing other stuff. You got your phone with you? You could look up their album covers on the phone, mm-hmm. and then you could comment on that. That would okay. give us something to do. <laughs> right now, I don't know what to yep. do. Okay, look, first of all, I want to tell you, Aaron Kahn, he's a great kid. I call him a kid because I'm way older than him. But uh, I talk to him all the time. We message all the time. And you can follow him on Twitter, at Aaron Kahn. Oh, I'm sorry. At Aaron underscore Kahn. C-O-O. That's not right at all. Jesus. That would be Aaron Kuhn. Let me try again. <laughs> I'm not editing this out. It's a bonus episode. At Aaron underscore Khan. A-A-R-O-N underscore C-O-N-N. Aaron also hosts the Albums Uncovered podcast. So if you want to do a deep dive and get some uh, history on some of your favorite albums or some of Aaron's favorite albums, check out Albums Uncovered. And, uh, and I'm sure these intros too will kind of give you a little taste of what of what he does with his what, podcast. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he I would imagine to, he likes to give some minutia and uh, and uh, you know facts, yeah, more deep. more stuff than we do. We just go. Hey, like it's a great lies. song. I like those symbols. Look at that stupid album cover. Oh, what idiot that's made the that? worst. Okay, thank you. And he's like, this was recorded in this, and and uh, you know, facts. Paul, Paul McCartney was in the next studio, and he was. It's tapping. not speculative. Like yeah. we just sit here and like I think it's like this. And Paul McCartney once had a jug band, and they were called. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, it's been a long day, but here we go. We're gonna do this. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, last time uh, that we did an Aaron show, I sent it to him in advance. This time, we're just springing it on him. He doesn't even know we're recording it right now. He doesn't know anything about it. He's going to be as surprised uh, as he's everyone. Like, he's like, how did they record me talking about these albums? <laughs> <laughs> we snuck into your bedroom at night, Aaron. All right. So this is Artists Never Played. Mm-hmm. The artwork has been done by Daryl Asher, and he did that uh, today. Wow. I sent him an email, and he did it. But he must be really quarantined up in yeah. Montana. Yep. It was He's uh, quarantined from life, and, I think for, so. and and also doubly for this. Does he live in Billings, Wyoming, or Billings, Montana? It's Montana. I know. I was I was joke that I oh. don't know where he lives. Is it oh. Montana? Mm. <laughs> the artwork's great. Okay, here we great. go. Artists never played. Who's the first band? Can you read it? 
Yeah, but he has he has he's um, going to tell he us. He has some intros. So what's the first thing we're going to hear? It's just titled intro. How long is that? Two and a half minutes. That's a long intro, Aaron. Okay, buckle up. Let's hear it. Hey there, rock solid listeners. Hi, Aaron here yet again for another episode with the topic picked by me and done remotely. Since the Muppet episode, I've upgraded a little here with a better microphone. The reception from the Muppet episode, along with being a part of the Rock Solid community for two years, inspired me to bring back my college radio show, Albums Uncovered. I've been doing the podcast version of the show since September 2019, and I've been enjoying it. Now, as far as my topic, the topic I've picked for this show was an idea that I had when trying to come up with my first one, although I was fairly sure I would end up picking the Muppets. I can't take all the credit in picking this topic, as I took inspiration from Carrie Scott's Excel spreadsheet of the Rock Solid database. All right, that's Looking cool. at the document, I was curious to see which bands hadn't been played yet, and it turns out there's been quite a few. A now, million. Even without the spreadsheet, I still think I would have picked a topic similar to this. I know that Rock Solid has done an episode before on obscure artists. Yes, we have. Probably very early into the show's history. I still think I would have picked something similar to this with artists that are never played, barely played, lesser known bands and artists. Aside from the database, the other inspiration for this topic has to do with my love for obscure artists and the underdogs. I think I've always had a taste for the unusual and bizarre. I got into my interest of classic rock music at a young age. Once I entered middle school and eventually high school, my peers were coming around to these bands and artists. Whether it be through a movie like School of Rock or the Guitar Hero and Rock Band games, this music always finds a way of making a comeback and resonating with new generations. Having said that, this would get to the point of frustration. People would be talking about the same artists and the same songs over and over Give her your stairway to heaven. I find out about my new quote-unquote retro bands from going online sites such as Rate Your Music or watching channels such as VH1 or VH1 Classic. I remember Pat mentioning in the UFO OMD episode yes. about how it was cool to be the only one who knew about a certain band or artist. I agree. become frustrated when Journey. others knew little to nothing <laughs> about them. Growing up, I'm pretty sure I was the only kid in school that had T-Rex, Thin Lizzy, Badfinger, Frank Zappa, Uriah Heep, Arthur Lee in Love, and many, many more on their iPod. So the point of this topic is to put a spotlight on these bands and artists that have never been played on Rock Solid before. I've picked a little bit of everything here, so this should make for an interesting show. Now, I, I, what if Aaron would have just con- named every artist in his, in his collection? <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been hysterical if he just kept going. If he was just like, uh, The Police, The Pretender, Psychedelic Furs, Queen, Aria Speedwagon, R.E.M., Todd Rundgren, Journey. Steve Perry. Paul Simon. Oh, wait, I don't have Paul Simon. Journey without Steve Perry. Paul Simon. (laughs) So what do we got next? Okay, that was very in-depth, Aaron. He he set it up. Mm -hmm. We're we're ready to hit it out of the park with this thing. So it looks like he kind of organized this a little bit, this list, in terms of here. here. How long until we get to a fisting joke? (laughs) Right up there. Um, That was from the Muppet episode. I know, yeah. Got uh, lost the listener because of that. Yeah. Bill Neitz mm-hmm. sent me a very, very angry uh, email. He, he lost his wife that. to a fisting accident, so. <laughs> I bet he still listens. Hi, Bill. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I bet he still fists. <laughs> We've lost him again. 
So what's do we have? I a didn't come here for this. I didn't come here. So anyway, for I, this. Think, I think what he did is uh, he he organized it into categories. So there's like a classic rock category, okay. and then a weird one, and some some other things, and then um, so this is like the intro to the classic rock for for these this set of songs that are coming up. All right, how's married life? It's good. How many podcasts do you think we're going to record while where, where you're here? I know we're going to do one with you and Marissa. People will finally get to hear Marissa. Two, yeah, like hear her, but not just shouting off mic or popping in to correct right, right. something. She'll be, yeah. She's going to be a guest. Yeah. Um, get, so we're going to do that one. Like a serial commercial one yeah. coming up. Yeah. I might and get there to, might do one more. Might do the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame one with Murray. Yeah. If he's not quarantined. But also might do... Uh, have Courtney come over and we do track by track oh, of, that's uh, right. of Destroyer, Rock and Roll Over, and Love Gun. Yeah. So basically, Four I've changed you to the table. That's fine. But uh, I have, we, we're, oh, we're, at the, we're at the house. We brought yeah. the equipment here. We're, we're actually quarantined. We're up in the, uh, mm-hmm. in the rock room. Yeah. That's why it sounds so good. It's really, the acoustics in here are, ma- they are pretty really amazing. I wonder why that is. I guess we're, I guess the, I guess because there's an apartment on that side of the wall. And this well, is, I don't know. I, I also wonder too, if like the, the shelves and yeah. the amount of things on them mm-hmm. kind of keep the sound in. I also don't know how things work. Me neither. And as I'm looking around, I like, I keep selling stuff that I have in the garage on eBay, but then when I'm in this room, I'm like, oh boy, I still have a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. There's a lot of garbage in here. All right. What's right. the first artist? Who do we got first? Well, we got to listen to this classic rock intro. Oh, he has okay. a classic rock. How long is this intro? 40 seconds. Okay, Aaron, your double, in, double intro. I can't even no, no, talk. But, but I think he does one. I can't talk lately. He does one for each um, section. So there's like a classic rock. I just said this. A classic rock section of weird stuff. I can't talk or listen. <laughs> All right, so this is. So we're we're going to. Yeah, I, it's getting worse. So, so we're, we're kicking off the classic rock. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Now, I've organized my songs oh. in several different categories. Here. Also, we maybe should have listened to, to these beforehand. I like the yeah. way that I did it with the Muppet episode. With the Muppet episode, I ordered everything chronologically. By Muppet. Getting Sesame Street out of the way first, <laughs> and then going through Jim Henson's history from the Muppet show until the last Muppet movie was released. Also including things like Fraggle Rock or Labyrinth. So the way I've done this, I've put them under different headings here. The first thing I'm going to start out with is just general classic rock. Now, there are going to be a couple bands here that people may have heard of only by name, Mm -hmm. but they may know one song by them. And then there are those bands that people may have never heard of before. Formed in Philadelphia, Bang were a hard rock band that was active during the early 1970s. Oh, this is the this is the first one. So it's the the it, it went into the thing. So because you were looking at your phone. Yeah. Well, you told me to look up the album covers. So I was, I was doing prep work. All right. Um. So the first artist is Bang. So I was going to look up information about Bang and say it, but it sounds like he Aaron's going to do that for us. Yeah. So I you have nothing to do. I might go make an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's hear. So the band's called Bang. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hear it. In their original run, the band would release three albums before breaking up in 1974. The band reunited in 1999 and have since then been touring on and off, even releasing new music. Now, they had a minor hit with this song that I've picked here. As far as Bang, they would fall under the subgenre of Heavy Psych. Band to compare them to, I would say, Early Sabbath, Ian Gillen, Era of Deep Purple. They're a great band. So, from their first album... This is a song from Bang, and it's a song called Questions. Questions. 
fading that down or did he? I'm fading it down because it'll it'll go into the next song. How do you so. know that he didn't doesn't fade it down himself? You think he did? We can see on the next one. Don't give, I think he already did a lot of work. He did do a lot of work. Now let's see what happens. He did. He did a very nice fade on that. Wow, this is ridiculous, Aaron. You're doing too much work. There's literally I don't know what to do. I'm twiddling well, I my thumbs. Up, I looked up the the album artwork. Okay, it's very cool. This is their the the font is what they use in the logo. So it's like oh, a comic that's book-y really like cool. Bang, yeah, I like but that. But it's coming out the barrel of a gun. Yeah, or is that a bass drum? No, it's it's, it's a, a barrel, barrel of a gun. <laughs> maybe a cannon, like a like cartoon cannon. I don't know. It has this sight on the top. It's hard okay, to, all right. But it's cool though. That's a cool look. It is cool. And I got to tell you, that song was pretty cool. It was. Have you ever heard of Bang before? Nope. I've done some banging. (laughs) 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 So uh, Kyle and Marissa, or speaking of banging, Kyle and Marissa are staying here. (laughs) Not you guys. But so Kyle comes out today and he sees on the doorknob of Pilar and my bedroom. What do you see on the doorknob? Oh, I saw a sock. And I thought you just put it up there like as a joke, like this will this will make Kyle laugh in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so I like I was like, oh that's funny. But but then the real reason that the sock is there is because at night the cat we have to shut our door because the cat will come in and just bother me all night long. So we shut the door, but then the cat will get up on the chair and with her paws, she'll try to open the door by and just bang on the bang just like and make noise on the metal on the doorknob. metal doorknob so i figured out that if i put two a double sock over it it just it doesn't what work. else do you put a double sock over <laughs> my penis <laughs> and then you use that to wipe off surfaces absolutely right? okay. i do absolutely after i get it nice and wet <laughs> okay <laughs> what's next what do we do we don't even introduce anything we just let aaron go so we don't even know what we're looking up right I, no. Okay, let's do it. Song two. When it comes to the theatrical aspects of rock music, Kiss. most will think of Screamin' Jay Hawkins, Alice Cooper, or Kiss. Wow. Another name that gets mentioned from time to time Barry is singer Mandel. Arthur Brown. Oh, the clue master? He and his band, The Crazy World of Arthur Brown, achieved success with the release of their self-titled debut album, thanks to the hit single, Fire. The song peaked at number five in the Billboard charts, with Hey Jude by the Beatles at the number one spot. During live performances, Brown would wear a headpiece with fire spouting out of it. The music Brown released afterwards wasn't able to achieve the same success as fire, resulting in him being considered a one-hit wonder, which I don't think is fair because the guy did record a lot of music after fire. Still, the man is considered an influence to many as Brown would record music with another band called Kingdom Come, along with having several solo albums. He still performs to this day with a new version of The Crazy World of Arthur Brown. Bruce Dickinson, he mentioned Arthur Brown as an influence and said that one of the Kingdom Come albums was a favorite of his as a kid. So, from The Crazy World of Arthur Brown, this is Fire. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. That's not what I expected after that. I know this song, so I... Listen to this dangerous music. I know. This is like early Kiss Dangerous. Did you see this album cover? 
Um, I couldn't find. I just found pictures of him. All right, that was a, that album was produced by Kit Lambert, who is the uh, the Who's manager, and it says associate producer was Pete Townsend. Also, I'm re- I'm looking that uh, at one time uh, Carl Palmer played with uh, with Arthur Brown. Not on this song though, but um, what else do I have here? This album's all right. I mean, the font is dated, but let me see what you got. See, that's not what I. Oh, uh, what? Maybe that's I'm, a really that. Oh well, that one's terrible. Yeah, that's a terrible album cover. It's like all pastel. Like his whole face is painted pastel with glasses and a star over it. His... It's it's like it's like what Marshall Crenshaw drew on his album. Right, exactly. And it says uh, it's, it's the genre is psychedelic rock. When he started, I thought it was going to be in like I based on that picture with his like like black metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like King Diamond. Paint. Yeah, I thought he was going to be. It was going to be metal, and then it, that would be like when uh, when the devil went down to Georgia, when the devil comes out and then pulls out a fiddle. And you're like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, we just played that song a couple weeks ago. Or wait, it's coming up. Southern someone, Fried Rock. Someone tweeted yesterday, like a poll. It was who won, the devil or Johnny? Hmm. Do you know? I didn't told you once, you son of a bitch. I think Johnny won. Yeah, I think. I think so. It's interesting. Yeah, they're both good at fiddle. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. That went nowhere. Okay. All right. Here we go. What's next? We don't know. I'm going to keep asking what's next. for How many songs are there? Like 30. Hmm. The previous song was about Arthur Brown. It makes sense to play a song by a band formed by Brown's keyboardist, Vincent Crane. Formed after the split of the crazy world, Vincent Crane decided to form his own band, Atomic Rooster. Throughout their career, Crane would be the band's lone consistent member. This is another band that would fall under heavy psych, at least for their first three albums. For their next two, they shifted towards a soulful sound, after which they split. They would reunite throughout the 1980s until Vincent Crane's death around 1989. I think they're a great band. Those early albums are really good. There is a band that's touring now as Atomic Rooster, which got me confused because uh, almost all the important members are all dead. But apparently they got approval from uh, Vincent Crane's widow. It's singer Pete French and guitarist Steve Bolton. And they got a couple of other guys with them. And they've been touring around as Atomic Rooster. So just a bunch of guys with the name YouTube and they sound pretty good also worth mentioning about atomic rooster uh, he is not on the song here but it's worth mentioning that one of the members of the band was rick parnell if his name sounds familiar it's probably because Went he to high played school the him. role of mick shrimpton <laughs> in this is spinal tap ah, funny story about him getting that job on this is spinal tap rick parnell has apparently said that he thinks that he was able to get the job on this is spinal tap after he told rob reiner and the people who made spinal tap that he was in a band called atomic rooster they knew they found their guy so this song i've I'll have what he's having called death walks behind you their second <laughs> album and it's a song called sleeping for years
that's that's definitely some prog rock bullshit on that, right? Mm-hmm. What did you? First of all, we didn't uh, we didn't critique fire. Did you like fire? The last yeah, it was song? okay. It just wasn't what I expected. Yeah, yeah, and that intro to it uh, also leads you mm-hmm. to believe it's going to be something different. Okay, so we liked the first two songs, and then I don't know how I feel about this one. I don't know if I like this song or not. Death Walks Behind. It's okay. I would have to hear more from Atomic Rooster, I think, because there are yeah. elements I liked. But yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think Aaron's trying to pull yeah. a song that will give us a nice rep- representation. of. Yeah, so, we heard some keyboard. And yeah. Stuff. This song was uh, 7 minutes and 28 seconds. Hard to find a nice drop in for that, but I think Aaron did it. Yeah. All right. Uh, album cover is a... It's very strange. It's just like a guy like in a cave crawling. He's and the naked. painting is really well done, except for the face. It's like, have you have you seen that? He like, has googly eyes. He looks like he's melting. Oh, yeah. That's, like, oh, like they, like, that's, that creeps me out. Have, have you ever seen... If I was a kid, that would scare me. <laughs> have you ever seen... Oh, don't show it to me again. Uh, have you ever seen that woman that said that she could fix that old painting of Jesus? I might have to sleep with my mom and dad tonight. <laughs> What about a painting of Jesus? There's a painting of Jesus um, that was, that a woman said that she could restore. Okay. Oh, yes. That's what, that's what the face on this looks like. Yeah. And she couldn't restore it at all. No. That's what the original painting is. Oh, and then my dear Lord. It looks like a cartoon. It's a mess. It looks like Curious George. <laughs> Put that on Instagram later. Uh, okay. What's next? What do we got next? So we we didn't hate that song. No, I, we're kind of three for three. I will. I'm, Aaron's going to tell you, but I know you'll make a joke about this. So uh, the next album is very close to the name of your Bond villain. Oh, Bloodcock. Yeah, this is, bl- this is Blood Rock. Blood Rock. The next artist, I guess. I should say. Blood Rock. Formed in Texas, Blood Rock Coke. were a hard rock band produced by Terry Knight, better known for producing Grand Funk Railroad albums. Signed to Capitol Ooh. Records, the band were together from 1969 to 1975. This song here is from their second album, Blood Rock 2, and it's easily the band's best-known song, DOA, or Dead on Arrival. It's a very creepy song, as it tells the story of a plane crash. As singer Jim Rutledge acts as one of the plane's victims, describing the crash in great detail. The band did reunite once in 2005 for a charity show. More recently, in 2013, Jim Rutledge released an album called Blood Rock 2013, which was an album consisting of re-recorded versions of the Blood Rock songs, along with some new songs. As far as Blood Rock's discography, I would recommend checking out their first four albums. So from Blood Rock, this is DOA. The face beside me stopped its holy bleeding The girl I knew has such a distant stare I remember We were flying along And hit something in the Sensational Alex Harvey Band were a band that was together. Dude, from oh, now- sorry, I was looking up like Blood Rock too. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a no. Did you hear? I got. It. It, I like a story. That's, that's yeah. like a, okay. Album. It's just a bunch of guys and a guy who looks like he belongs in Boston. Yep. And then the, the no, bl- this is a- blood dripping down from the top of the album. Now cover. that guy in the bottom on the left. Mm-hmm. That's windows from the thing, right? <laughs> I believe so. 
<laughs> so this uh, apparently this Jim Rutledge who's singing on the first album he plays drums and sings. Apparently that was too difficult a task for him. So <laughs> on this album he's just the singer. And they have a, what if you just said he's just the drummer? <laughs> <laughs> no, hey Jim, why don't you focus on drumming? That that sounds like uh, that song sounds like I would I need to hear the the whole album in a row. It feels like that's a like I need to hear this. It have like as a as a whole. I like a story song. Eight minutes and thirty seconds. I don't like a story song. No, I like a story <laughs> song. It's a little like ground control to Major Tom at times, mm-hmm. like but more prog rock. Yeah, and it's a the, the genre is hard rock according to Wikipedia. That's mm-hmm. what Wikipedia calls it. All right, let's go, go into the next that, one. Go in and edit that. <laughs> okay, I'm also going to put... Ch- change it to Blood Rock. I'm going to take, uh, take this album cover out, and I'm going to put in uh, a picture of us. <laughs> oh, by the way, on the, I want to show you this, Kyle. On the Leaf Garrett e- episode, mm-hmm. I told him right on the episode, I said, who, who runs your Wikipedia page? He goes, I have no idea. I go, well, they've got... You, they got to remove that picture on your Wikipedia. He goes, why, isn't it good? I go, no. I said, you have a giant headband on. I go, and you're, you're really fat in the picture. And he wasn't fat. Look, look at that. What do you think of that? That's a horrible picture. Why is that on his Wikipedia page? I, I, and and he, he admitted that he doesn't really go on social media at all. You know all. what would be better? I mean, that's a, terrible. A mugshot would be better than a that. A mugshot would be better than that. I don't know if he has a mugshot. He probably does. But that is terrible. He doesn't look like that at all. No. Oh, my dear God. Yeah. That's terrible. Okay. I just right. thought I'd show you that. You, you got to listen in on my phone call with Leif Garrett mm-hmm. today. Leif Garrett called me on the phone. Mm-hmm. Wanted to know if I wanted to go play uh, volleyball. <laughs> That's not true. Wanted me to, wanted me to edit something out of the, uh, the upcoming Just episode. Just a misinformation. Just a misinformation thing, a tiny, like a, tiny thing. Because he even said... Like a slip of the... Yeah, a slip of the tongue. He goes, just, just take that out as long as, it, as you can keep everything else about the same subject. And then he said, if you can't, then just leave it all in. And then he said, and I'll call the guy's family and tell him that I said this. That's what he said. Yeah. So. So, good guy. Yeah. He's a nice guy. It wasn't, and, and it wasn't anything super salacious. It no, was just like no. kind of innocuous. No. And then, uh, and who got off the phone call f- first? Oh, you, you did. Because that phone call would have gone how long? Oh, a long time. <laughs> An hour. I think if I would have said, why don't you come over to the house? He would have come over. Yeah. I think we're friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's next? Let's doesn't, doesn't like kidney beans. Does not like kidney beans. Said he bought some by mistake. If I wanted to come over, I could get them. <laughs> we're not making this up. We're not making this up at all. He said he thought they were black beans. And then when he got home, he found he bought kidney beans and he doesn't know what to do with them. So, you know what the first clue is? So tomorrow I'll be making Leif Garrett chili. <laughs> you know what the first clue is? The beans are black. Black beans are. Yeah. Yeah. Kidney beans are not. Are not. No. They're no. hearty red. Shaped like a kidney. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you like a kidney bean? Only in like a chili, like as a bean variety. But I go black. What about a three bean salad? What would be your three beans in that salad? Hmm. I put a chickpea in there. That's what I was going to say. And that's not even a bean. That's not a bean. Why don't they call it a chick bean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I do chickpea. I would go maybe, yeah, probably a kidney bean and yeah. a black bean. All right. Some people put a green bean in there. Really? Doesn't seem to go. I'm going to look up three bean salad and see what, what that's the, good. Correct. I'm going to play his other thing. What okay, we, go ahead. I'm going to look it up. The Sensational Alex Harvey Band were a band that was together from 1972 to 1978. The band were formed by Alex Harvey, who is better known for his work as a soul singer. In 1971, Harvey dealt with 
tragedy after the death of his younger brother, Les Harvey, who was electrocuted on stage during a performance with his band, Stone the Crows. I'm worth mentioning about uh, Les Harvey. Even though Les Harvey died, the band did try to go on, with his replacement being Jimmy McCulloch, who would later go on to join Paul McCartney and Wings. They weren't together for very long after uh, Les Harvey's death because it just wasn't the same, so they broke up. Uh, Stone the Crows had a lead singer by the name of Maggie Bell, and I think they were managed by Peter Grant, who also managed uh, Led Zeppelin. A year after his brother's death, Alex Harvey formed the sensational Alex Harvey Band. Nearing his 40s, Harvey was older compared to other rock musicians from that time. Still, the band were unique for their vaudevillian take on the rock genre, along with Harvey's Bond Scott-esque vocal delivery. They were a really vaudevillian band. Uh, the guitarist, Zal Clemenson, his face would be all painted and he would wear like a jester outfit. They were really interesting. That's what I'm wearing. <laughs> also worth mentioning, it was a couple of years ago on That Metal Show. Uh, they did a thing on That Metal Show. They didn't play their music. DMS top five, where the posts would rank their top five in a certain topic. In the later seasons of That Metal Show, they would invite a guest to give their own rankings. One episode, they had Joe Elliott stop by, and they ranked their top five favorite hard rock bands from the 70s. And at number five on Joe Elliott's list was the Sensational Alex Harvey Band. As for a song by these guys, I've picked a song from their third album that I think best represents their cross of rock and roll and vaudeville, and it's a song called Vambo. Yelling Rambo, <laughs> Rambo. It's actually uh, a vampire Rambo. It's Vambo. Oh, that would be great, wouldn't it? Vambo. No way the feet of vampires become a vampire. <laughs> okay, I got some. Uh, I like that song. I did that rock. I did that. That was a good song. Good yeah. day. Thank you, Joe Elliott, for putting that at number five on your list on that metal show. Mm-hmm. That I like uh, this and that. Nah. Hey, what are your top five broads? <laughs> <laughs> Let's stump the trunk. If you win a prize, you put your hand in her box. Put your hand in her big box. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Jim Florentine. It's the same fucking joke every fucking week. By the oh. way, by the way, now that we're talking about, now that we've got an in for that metal shell, well. <laughs> what I sent you a clip this week of Don Jameson's new comedy album. Mm-hmm. For now, let's start. Let's start with something positive. Um, on my, f- on we Let's, can't even make a compliment sandwich. We can. It's we just going to be open face. We can do a positive. We can do a positive. Yeah. Let's start with Don Jameson. He uh, when he does his album covers, he does a, an homage to like a classic metal band. So mm-hmm. his new album is called uh, um, uh, Den- Denim and Laughter, or is it Laughter and Denim? Whatever, either or. Yeah, Laughter and Denim, which is a Saxon uh, reference to a. Uh, 
no, maybe it's, it's denim, denim and laughter. Den, denim and, then, and le- yeah, Saxon is denim and leather, and his is denim and laughter. And the album cover looks exactly like the the same uh, font, same but it font. says Saxon. It, it says, says Don Jameson. Jameson, and instead of leather, it says yeah. laughter. And that, and he d- he's done that uh, with um, he's done that with a Thin Lizzy album, and he's done that with a, a Judas Priest album. So that's cool. I mm-hmm. do like that. That's pretty yeah. cool. I like that a lot. Now, do you think anyone buys it by mistake? Hey, I got this Saxon album. <laughs> I hope this not. This is so weird. Can you find no can, music? Can you go to his website and play that the, the one clip that's on his website? This is the this is the clip. First of all, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I, you know, this is, I don't know well, what to first tell off, you. First off, this is the teaser to make you want to seek bu- out the and buy the album. The album. And this is terrible. Okay, and I don't even care. You know, I don't even care that I shouldn't. That, that, am I not allowed to have an opinion? I'm sure Don Jameson doesn't think what anything I say is funny. about everything on here. This is unbelievable. This, this is, is so bad. This is supposedly art. I don't know. The the um. I think you go to his website and then click on videos. I know, but the the Wi-Fi is not loading here. Hold really? It. Yeah. Let me let me just do it on here. On your phone and just hold it up. Oh. Then people go, well, the quality was bad. No, because it sounds like there's six people in the room when he recorded his comedy it, album. It does look. It looks like they're in quarantine, and he just stood up on stage. I'm finding it on my computer. I don't, you know, denim and laughter. But like he's, he even has like the the this, his the S and the Jameson is the Saxon S. Like he did a lot of cool uh, cool things with this. Now this is called. Here we go. If you give me the thing, here we go. I'm gonna plug in. This is uh this is Don Jameson. And this clip on his website is, uh, it's called, she's only 17, says she's only 17 bit from denim and leather. And he's going to talk to us about the winger song. There's nothing good about this. This is, this is the worst standup I've ever heard. Here we go. And I'll say this also, man, whatever kind of uh, hard rock or metal or rock or even any music, if there's fans of other music here, just embrace it, right? You got to embrace whatever you like. If you like hair metal, if you like doom metal, if you like stoner metal, thrash metal, black metal, death metal, Norwegian, church burning, what if he just named symphonic, country and western metal. <laughs> just love it. I'll say this right here, and I don't care who knows it. I love the band Winger. That's right. I love the band Winger. All right. You know why? Because they had a hit song called She's Only 17. When you can have a number one song about being a pedophile, that's a crazy fucking band right there. Kip Winger is the original R. Kelly. That's all I'm saying. I call him R. Winger when I see him. Do you? And how often do you see him? Jesus, is that shit. That's the whole bit. He na- That is fucking... Full fucking shit. Now, do you think that's written in a notebook, word for oh word? Oh my god, how could it be? <laughs> that's something that you make up one night and then you then you work on it until it's good. That that's terrible. He I, named. I a, said that's a. I, I think when you sent it to me, I I said that's a five like tweet at best. Oh my god, that's it's. And what's I don't even know what the joke is. I call him our winger is the fucking worst. That's how it closes out the bit. I call him R. Winger. Are you kidding me? R-Winger? <laughs> R-Winger. That, I, I just think that is so much fucking bullshit. Ugh. All right. I have to go back to three bean salad now because I got a recipe. Listen to this now. Now, 
A chickpea is in it, but we <laughs> forgot. There's another name for a chickpea. R. Kelly? <laughs> R. Winger? I call it R.P. Uh, garbon- That's a better joke. Garbanzo bean. Oh, a garbanzo bean's also a chickpea? Yes, it's the Now, the thing. other day, I made a three-bean salad with a garbanzo bean and a chickpea. <laughs> oh, it must have... <laughs> so, it was really, really a two-bean two bean salad, and the ratio was off. Now, the other bean is the cannellini bean. It's a little white bean. I don't like that kind of bean. <laughs> <laughs> so, cannellini bean, a kidney bean, and a garbanzo bean. Then it says you find some uh, onion, red onion finally chopped. Now, we have, we have a new re- review from D. Jameson 666. <laughs> <laughs> that quickly, huh? It happened yeah. that quickly. All right. Well, let's hear a little bit more of uh, Aaron Conn. Well, I'm sure Don Jameson loves this this band. Ah, oh, Jameson. They're just the worst. Like, for example, when, when I would watch that metal show, I don't know why we had Don Jameson and Jim Florentine. It's the same. Dude, we love fucking metal. It's the same guy. It's the same humor. It's, it's uh, I like big boobs, I like America, I like metal, and I like shitty beer. It's great. <laughs> Please don't play your songs. We don't have the rights. We're only on VH1. Let's stump the trunk. That doesn't rhyme. Uh, no, stump the trump would be better. Yeah. What what rhymes with trunk, though? Is there something better if we use his first name, Eddie? Mm. Something. Stump the trunk. It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> I don't understand that. Uh, <sighs> Okay. I watched that show, though, when it was on. <laughs> what, I, that metal show? That metal show, Is yeah. that a takeoff of that 70s show? I don't know. I don't know. I remember when they had, even when they had would have live guitarists on, they couldn't play their classic licks, so they would just noodle some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you play a, like, a, a, like a scale? N- nope. Nope. Can't do it. We're actually, we actually don't have the rights to the A chord, so if you can play anything else, <laughs> anything that'd be Anything other great. than that. All right, let's hear a little bit. Are we in a new category? Are we still in metal? Uh, classic rock. Classic rock, sorry. That's the category. Sorry. The sorry. category is classic rock. Sorry, Aaron. All right, now we're going to stump the trunk. <laughs> All right. Formed in 1982, Wasp were a metal band formed by frontman Blackie Lawless. Pause it. Notori- uh, I fucking hate Wasp. I can. Uh, they opened for Kiss on the Animalized Tour. There's kids in the audience and they come out and they sing fuck like a beast. I call just, them our wasp. I just, I, I, I don't get, I don't get this band. I just have to say right now, I don't get them. Blackie Lawless, Chris Holmes. I don't get it. Let's hear, let's hear if he can convince me. Now he's going to play a song that I'm going to love, but mm-hmm. let's go. And then you're going to own all the wasp albums next week. I'll, I'll pr- order them all tomorrow on Amazon. <laughs> I can't leave the house. They now, do you bring feel, them to me. Now, I mean, I know that. With Def Leppard, you mm-hmm. feel bad because their drummer lost an arm. Do you feel bad that their front man had a buzzsaw to the testicle? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And he has to walk around with that thing oh on there all God. the time. Trying so hard. Through their theatrical shows and sexually charged There's lyrics, Boss became a target yes. for Tipper Gore and the PMRC. During the mid-1980s, also, though best Tipper known Gore. for their antics, Wasp were able to expand their music in later years. It's the only time I agree with her. Society, politics, and religion. Wasp <laughs> continued to tour to this day, although Blackie Lawless remains the band's sole original member. I came to find out about Wasp after channel surfing, and I arrived at VH1 Classic, and I, I can't remember what video it was. I think it was something by the Rolling Stones. I thought it was, it was a part of the show, We Are the 80s. The video finished up, and the next video that came on was Wild Child by Wasp. I became intrigued immediately, and I've been a fan ever since, <sighs> and I think they're a great band. I no. think they're underrated at times. Blackie Lawless, no. great lyricist, Mm-mm. very creative. His politics are very right-winged, but I still like the guy, and I 
know some people give him some flack because he doesn't play the animal song anymore, given that he's been a born-again Christian for many years. Oh, it's boy. Not like that was their best song. Are there any listeners Love who like listen a beast. to Wasp too much? I would recommend that you do. Because <laughs> Hug like I a beast. Great oh, it's band. actually Fuck and Like Jesus. And the song Jesus. I picked from their debut album, and it's the first song on it. And Jesus it's called, is terrible in this act. This song is great. You like this song? Yeah. This is like, the drums are great on this song. So generic for me. This is like a Twisted Sister song. D. Snyder, by the way, blocked me on uh, Twitter. Why, did you tell him to stop dyeing his hair? <laughs> do, you tell him, do you tell him Strangeland sucked? <sighs> what? what? Okay. <laughs> Okay, Kyle, Aaron, Kyle liked that song. I, I do not care for this band. I did like that. I, I Look, does it sound like they couldn't get the rights to a Twisted Sister song and they yeah. had to write something? Yes. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. I'm fine with that. So, I like the drums on it a lot. Now you just said, you talked about Dee Snyder and his directorial debut of Strangeland. Mm-hmm. Now, the album on the, the album of that has some good covers of other songs. Okay. I like System and some other stuff. Who has given these guys like Danzig and D. Snyder? That Danzig movie's terrible. And uh, Rob Zombie. Who's given these guys money to direct films? There's people that go to film school that in, can direct uh, fa- and write horror films. These guys to, can't. In fairness to Rob Zombie, The House of a Thousand Corpses is pretty good. Okay. Two thirds of it. And, so, then, and, then, and then, then it gets the, crazy. Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects good, but then, but then anything else, no. And I feel like he got neither lucky. Halloween? No. I feel like he got lucky with Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just feel, I, I just, I, I don't Even a broken clock is worth right twice a day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like Rob Zombie just wants to make his wife a, a, a movie star, and that's why he directs Look films. how hot my wife is. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking wife is hot. I heard Rob Zombie's a super nice guy. I'm sure he is. Uh, I'm sure D. Snyder's a nice guy. I'm sure Glenn, Don, number, Glenn Danzig num, is Number 18 on John Jameson's album is Sherry Moon Zombie's Hot as Fuck. <laughs> That's the whole track. I mean, what 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 uh, what else is on Don Jameson's album? Rock and Roll Pussy, track eight. <laughs> Drinking beer. So it's so low rent. It's so bottom of the barrel comedy. Aaron just emailed us. My favorite comedian's Don Johnson. Uh, Don, Don Johnson's Don a better Johnson. comedian. Don Johnson is hysterical <laughs> compared to John Jameson. Uh, okay. Sorry, I'm not a wasp guy. I just don't. I, I just. I think it's so forced. This album cover. Do you look at the album cover? You don't like white Anglo-Saxon look, Protestant? It's so forced. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's like. What if Kiss? It's were like, worse. It's like they're stealing from. The, Everyone, the crew. I mean, there's there's nothing original about the sound, that song, or this album cover. Not at all. Okay, move on. Sorry, I couldn't like them all, Aaron. All right, the, the coronavirus. Think, it's coursing through my veins. I think you'll like this one. Born and raised in Texas, singer Rocky Erickson is perhaps best known for being one of the founding members 
of the 13-floor elevators. While the band worked together for only a few years, the music they recorded has been cited by many musicians as an influence. The years following the split of the elevators, Erickson found himself in trouble with the law. Diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, Erickson was given involuntary shock therapy until 1972. Erickson would embark on a solo career afterwards, releasing his first album in 1981. Erickson remained inactive during most of the 1990s and early 2000s, all of which is shown in the 2005 documentary, You're Gonna Miss Me. Shortly after the movie's release, Erickson would continue to perform until his death in 2019. I really like the music of the 13th Floor Elevators. They only had three albums. The first two, Rocky had something to do with. Uh, he's barely on the third one. Documentary, that's very hard to find at this time. I was able to nab a copy just hours after I found out that he had died it's now going for like hundreds of dollars sell it if you really want to watch it the best way you can watch it is to go on netflix by oh. mail or netflix dvd dvd.com and uh just rent it from them uh that's your your best shot rocky erickson's first album is called the evil one it was produced by former koreans code War revival bassist Stu cook and this is the first song from the album and it's called two-headed dog Right so far, I love this. I hope he can sing. That's good. We uh That's all we get to hear of that? That's good. That was great. Yeah, I want to hear more. Yeah. Damn it. We have played a Ro- Rocky Erickson song before because I played a ghost cover of one of his songs. Oh, if you have ghosts. What, but what we've never pl- If you have ghosts. Oh, okay. But we never played. If you have ghosts ghost by ghosts? Rocky Erickson. Yeah. Well, okay. it's a Rocky Erickson song, but they covered it. Yes. By ghosts. Yes. If you have ghosts. Mm-hmm. By ghosts. Mm-hmm. Rocky Erickson. Yeah. All right. I like that a lot. That was good. That got the taste of shit wasp out of my mouth. All right, coming up next, we got uh, the guitarist, the third guitarist in, uh, in Wasp, and they're going to play the national anthem because it's in public domain. Okay. What is that from? It's uh, that Who metal is this show. Guy? Oh, <laughs> this a men- One of those lunk heads on oh. Lunk the Trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Tom Neuerberg was at uh, tapings of that metal show. He turned in a question, and they told him it was too, too hard. hard. It was hey, too hard. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know everything. What the hell? He doesn't know who the singer from Thin Lizzy is. What are you, fucking mental? <laughs> <laughs> Ask him an easy question, like, who's the cat from Kiss? <laughs> He'll get that right, and then you won't get to put your hand in her box. <laughs> fucking, that, that woman should have sued them. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I forget who, what her name is. I, so I, do they. They don't know. They thought her name was Mrs. Box. What's the next song? Hey, Brody McBoobson. <laughs> hey, Tammy Tits, bring that box over here. I hate it. I hate I, I, I hate that lunkhead shit. Hold on, I got to change my motorhead shirt. Because we're filming two episodes back to back. Yeah, I got to wear a motorhead and then I got to wear my other motorhead shirt. <laughs> 
is best known as one of the founding members. Who was? A Welsh musician John Cale is best Welsh known musician. as one of the founding members of the Velvet Underground. Cale appeared on the band's first two albums and would go on to produce albums by the Stooges and Kale Patti Smith. In Much a like his Velvet salad? Underground bandmate Lou it's Reed, delicious. Cale also became a solo artist. While he didn't achieve the success Reed had, Cale's solo output has been fairly consistent. Personally, I think he's underrated. This is a song from Kale's 1974 album, Fear, and it's what I would call a semi-self-titled track. It's the first song off the album. It's called Fear is a Man's Best Friend. When I'm on the prowl, you better run like I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, sorry. Is that is that is that for the next one or is yeah, that that's that one? for the next one? Um, look, I got to be honest. I wasn't a fan of his voice in the start of that. It got better. It got better. Bowie sings that song. I love it. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. Yeah, you're right. I mean, same look, with the piano cuts into that. Look, I like Lou Reed. Lou Reed. Lou Reed's not the greatest singer. Mm-mm. Could anyone in the Velvet Underground sing? <laughs> Uh, I gotta well, be honest. They, they I, don't, I, don't th- I don't think I've ever heard. I've never heard a Velvet Underground album. I've only, I only know Lou Reed's, oh, and I have, I own all the Lou Reed stuff. You all have, the you have stuff. Lulu, him, him, Metallica. I don't have that one, so I guess I just told a lie. <laughs> I guess his solo it's stuff that's considered his solo stuff. Gotcha. What's that Metallica Lulu thing like? Oh, it's horrible. You you've heard it. It's a mess. I even have the Metal Machine music, which is a mess too, but. It's just like all feedback for 40 minutes. All right. Did you ever hear white noise? Uh, I'm indifferent about that uh, John Cale. I don't know. It wasn't terrible. Right. I didn't love it. Better than Wasp. Anything is. I don't like a Wasp in my house. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, what's next? Surprised we- if any listeners don't know about Har- Welsh musician John. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised there if any go. listeners don't know about hard rocker Sirens Whale. They weren't worldwide famous. And they only released two no, albums. I don't know what However, you're talking I about. I happen to know a couple things about them. Considering my uncle Randy, my mom's younger brother, played guitar for the band. Oh, I can't pause remember for a correctly. No, I, I don't know how Aaron knows so much obscure music. Well, you know what I mean? His uncle played for this band. Well, that's how he knows this band, but I mean. All his uncles don't play in these bands. What if at the end he says, now, a fascinating fact, everyone I played today is related to me in some way or another. But after all, we're kind of all related, aren't we? I believe so. And then we turn uh, around and he's here with us. So, yeah, I don't know how this, I don't know how this kid, I call him a kid. I don't know how he knows all this obscure stuff. Okay. He like really is seeking it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe he goes, uh, oh, I like the bass in this, and then he, oh, this guy played bass in these four bands, and then he yeah. goes to that, and then, you know, down the rabbit hole. West Anthony with uh, with Album a Day, Rock Solid's Album a Day, he... Can't he, hold a candle to this. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he, he's, he's posting a, a pictures of an album that I, I think he just, like, made, made it up. Like, that's not a real band. 
I'm posting Dreamboat Annie by heart, and then these guys are all obscure on me. All right, let's Buck hear the rest. Fairy and the Five Piece Band. <laughs> Keep going. Play the hits. Correctly, Sirens Whale were formed around the late 1990s, with my uncle joining the group around 2000. With them, my uncle had the chance to open for bands such as Quiet Riot, Dokken, Y&T, Rat, and several other and bands. Winger. The band only released two albums, Blind Hanger in 1999 and The Other Room in 2003. Of those two albums, my uncle played on The Other Room. From what I remember, the singer Richie Mayo, he moved to Colorado in 2005. I think the other guys were going to, they were considering going on without him, but under a different name. Nothing came of that. That was it for my uncle's career in music. Although he still plays guitar, um, but it's cool to have a family member that uh, recorded an actual album. And uh, I do really like their music here. As far as genre, I would say that it falls along the lines of maybe post-grunge, in the line of like uh, House and Chains and Soundgarden. And uh, this is probably my favorite song from the album. It's called Trippin' Alone. like that clip was a little longer than some of the other ones, Aaron, because it's your uncle's band. I liked it. Yeah. Sirens I, Whale. I like that a lot, How is it? Is it like like a it's siren? And then whale like you're screaming. Not w- like whale whale like you're killing it. Is it is it like the like like what I find in the ocean? No. No? Like a whale. Yes. Like, like orca. No. Shamu. Like a, like something a banshee would do. A whale. Like like Eddie Trunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was good. And his uh, uncle was the bass player on that. Correct? Yes. yes. And uh, Yes. That was good. I like that a lot. He was right on with the Alice in Chains comparison yep, yep. for sure. That wasn't bad. It's funny how some bands make it and some bands don't. How many bands are out there that are amazing that just... No one's ever listened to? Yeah. And then the crew's on a stadium tour. Yeah. Maybe it? maybe this will maybe they'll be like, oh, this is our out. This virus, this is our out. Oh, right now, people who bought those tickets are thinking, I'll oh, cancel that tour. <laughs> Please cancel that tour. All right, what's All right, next? So now we're starting a new section. Okay. How many sections are how many how many songs in are we? Well, so with the section headings, there are 30. We're all this will be number 12. So we're not we're almost halfway almost through. Halfway. All we're right. close. I'm not trying to rush it along. No, 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 no. Of my song list. Are we almost done? I wouldn't be surprised if any listeners... All right, the next portion of my song list is titled Better Known As. These are all artists that weren't very famous, but they became famous in some other way. Formed in Greece, Aphrodite's Child were a rock band that were active from the late 1960s to the early 1970s. The band would record three albums with their last album being released in 1972, several years after the band split. 
That album, 666, is an ambitious double concept album based on the book of Revelations. One of the band's three members was musician Vangelis. Hold on. Every concept album is either about the end of the world, a detective, or just like a dystopian future. Yeah. That's it. Those are the only three. Or a pinball wizard. Yeah. But that's kind of dystopian. Yeah, kind of. You're right. Yeah. Every concept album fits in those three buckets. This album's called 666. There's one about a brain surgeon. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) No one cares. Keep going. Go on to become a successful film composer, composing the music for Blade Runner and Chariots of Fire, the latter of which earned him an Oscar. I've heard the other Aphrodite's Child albums, uh, their first two I streamed, but uh, they're okay at best. I I bought 666 on CD. Uh, uh, This is a song from that album, and it's called The Four Horsemen. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, no. Vangelis. There's a hobbit playing those chimes. There we go. All right. Thank you. What if it was just that click? I really took a turn for the better. Yeah. I'm back on board. What was that song called again? I forgot already. Four Horsemen. Four Horsemen. One for each apocalypse. Here's what you can do. I'll give you. I'll give you a tip. If you, the one you're gonna play, if you drag it to the bottom of the playlist. Yeah, then I have to do that every time. You only have to do it 18 more times. <laughs> <laughs> I just look when it's two seconds, and then I slow fade, and then I hit pause. For you fast. haven't been doing that. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> like, all right, that that song was a winner for me. I liked it. Uh, that's off the yeah, album. It started six, six, out six. wizardy. I was yes, very wizardy, which I don't mind wizardy. What was the song called again? Four Horsemen. Which album is that from? I'm looking at the 666 album. It's not on that one. I, we literally just listened to it, but I can't. I don't know. I don't know either. It was good, though. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed okay. it very much. So second in the... We're both yawning now. The second in not better yawning. known for intro. We, I, you know. This is a bonus episode. It's 11 at night. All right, here we go. 11.15. This thing has to post in... Uh... Formed in Germany, oh. Lucifer's Friend are a hard rock group that were active during the 1970s to the early 1980s. The band are perhaps best known for featuring singer John Lawton, who would go on to join Uriah Heep, replacing original singer David Byron from 1976 to 1979. Just a few years ago, Lucifer's Friend reunited and have released two new studio albums, their latest being Black Moon, released in 2019. I got the chance to do an email interview with the guys. I know email interviews aren't all that great, but with them, there's not a lot written about them. And it was the first time I ever did a group interview. They were nice guys, and it was fun getting their answers. The song I'm going to pick here is from their first album, and it's the first song off the album. Some people may already know the song, and it's a song called Ride the Sky. Ooh. This sounds like Zeppelin a little bit. Oh, 
Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Do you see the album cover for this? Look at these two fun guys. Hey, how you doing, Charlie? I'm good. How you, Lucifer? You want to go down and get a drink? <laughs> Is that what you think those two guys sound like? Yeah, they look. Like, they kind of look like cartoon villains. They do. The one guy looks like a very short uh, Uncle Fester. Oh yeah, he does. And the other guy, look at that other guy. Hey, that's Big Pete. But, but I'll tell you, the the background kind of looks like that Kinks album. Oh yeah, give the people what they want. Yeah. Where's that hanging? Right I there. Don't know. That's right, what I was there looking it is. for. Uh, I guess it, uh, now that I'm looking at the album, it does not look anything like that no, at all. No, in my but head, I, I was like uh, I was humoring you. Uh, that's good. I like that. And uh, Aaron, of course, they were nice guys when you interviewed them. They've never been interviewed before in their life. <laughs> never. Who's interviewing us? Aaron Kahn. Where's he from? Does it matter? I don't care. That was, was longing like to be. That, a lot. that was really good. And they released an album in 2019. Yeah, Black Moon. Uh, no picture or anything on Wikipedia. The last, the last uh, time uh, anyone... Tell Leaf Garrett to get in there and update that. <laughs> what if every album cover was just Leaf Garrett's face for Lucifer's friend? They had some cool grisly album covers here. Let me see that one. Does that have Grizzly Adams on it's it? It's Mean Machine, but it's like a hook tearing through like... Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Look at that. Huh. Lucifer's friend, Meme Machine. <laughs> it's fun listening to people look at an album. They can look it up. Sneak me in. Look at that. When you hear the bell, let's pause and look up the album. <laughs> These guys have good album covers. All right. Maybe I'll, uh, I might check those guys yeah, out. Yeah, we had some bands that are popular that have shit ones. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. Keep going. What's next? This is the la last one in the Not Better Known. Not Better Known. I don't know any of these bands. What happened? We got a bad MP3? In Florida, Sabotage were a heavy metal band formed by brothers John and Chris Oliva. The band would record music throughout the 1980s and into the early 1990s. In 1993, Chris Oliva sadly passed away after being killed by a drunk driver. Despite his brother's death, John Oliva kept the band going. By the mid-1990s, John Oliva and Sabotage's producer, Paul O'Neill, would form a spin-off band, more focused on the band's mix of rock and orchestral music. That band became the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, who would go Oh my God! More success than Sabotage. Given the popularity of TSO, Sabotage haven't released any new music since 2001. Although the band did reunite for the Vakken Festival in 2015. To keep Sabotage fans happy, John Oliva has toured with his own band Pain, who performed the Sabotage songs along with originals. I discovered Sabotage by watching VH1 Classic, the Metal Mania show, and they would play two music videos mainly by Sabotage: uh, Hall of the Mountain King and then uh, the song that I'm about to play. They would show the music videos for them. As far as making the connection to TSO and Sabotage, it was Christmas of 2004. I went to see TSO uh, with my mom, her boyfriend, and one of my friends from church. You got and a good mom. I, I don't know. I wasn't really into it. But towards the end of the show, I was, I was interested in it. And I remember they had a guitarist, and he introduced himself at one point as Chris. A couple days later, my mom was on was the dating website, him. and she was looking at the band members page. And uh, my mom was looking through there. And they have a long list of musicians because with uh, TSO, since they're in such high demand during the holidays, they have two touring lineups, each of them featuring members of Sabotage. And I, when my mom was on that page, I was wondering, oh, I wonder if Chris is on there. Now, before this, I already knew about Sabotage. I didn't own their albums until years and years later, but I knew uh, the members and was familiar with the names by that point. So 
All these musicians were listed. Their pictures were there too. And I found him. And his full name was Chris Cafferty. And I went, wait, that sounds familiar. So I ran upstairs. I have this huge tome of a book, the Encyclopedia of Heavy Metal. I looked for Sabotage and I made the connection. Sabotage are underrated. I think they deserve more attention. It's a shame that they're not touring because of TSO. The song that I've picked here is this taken from the band's fifth album released in 1989. Carol of Bells. Where you can hear the origins of TSO on here. Mm-hmm. And it's the title track, and it's a song called Gutter Ballet. Like that? That was good. And was good. the Sabotage Band, and by the way, uh, just so you know, uh, um, uh, <laughs> how William Shatner say it? Yeah, how William Shatner says it. <laughs> sabotage. sabotage. How did you know? That's like you I read my mind. The stupid jokes. <laughs> we know that we we both know the four <laughs> four jokes we do. Sabotage. Uh, Gutter Ballet. That's a cool album cover. That's that was a good one, Aaron. I like that a lot. Don Jameson said, well, "What does that joke even mean?" <laughs> It's so dumb. Jameson. Ugh. Makes me not want to drink whiskey. <laughs> What's next? Uh, I call him R. Jameson. Oh, this is a new category. This is uh, weird stuff. Oh, okay. It's going to be all okay, locks. The next section of my song list is called Weird Stuff. Weird. It's a mix Golf of experimental fisting. and other things. <laughs> Throughout his career, Frank Zappa had many friends in music. Of those friends... It's his high school friend, Don Van Vliet, better known as Captain Beefheart, that sticks out the most. Pause like Zappa, Cap- Now, Captain Beefheart, I believe, lived... Like- Died because he had a beef heart. <laughs> I think he lived very, very close to where we are currently recording from. Very close to that. I think he lived in Woodland Hills. Hmm. Captain Beefheart. And uh, that's, all, that's all I know about him. I used he- to trick or treat there. He would give out... Beef? Yes. All right. Keep going. Captain Beefheart. Captain Beefheart's music falls along the lines of avant-garde and experimental. Paul Zappa was able to... Also, I know Aaron loves Captain Beefheart. So how long is this audio clip? 11 minutes? No. Two minutes. 20 seconds. Oh, he doesn't like them that much. As long as Sabotage. All right. Keep going. Um, Now, Captain Beefheart, that's a Elton John alias? (laughs) No, that's Captain Fantastic. out some conventional pop tunes, Beefheart was strictly experimental, making his music more challenging for listeners. From his Hallam Wolf-styled vocals to the chaotic music played by the Magic Band, Beefheart was certainly unique. Most people regard Beefheart's 1969 album, Trout Mass Replica, as his best work. Produced by Frank Zappa, Beefheart was allowed artistic freedom, and it certainly shows on the album. Pat, I know that you live over in Woodland Hills, and the house where uh, Captain Beefheart and the Magic Band rehearsed. For months and months prior to recording the album, is it next was in door to your house. house. Kind of crazy. Now, uh, the thing about Captain Beefheart is that, um, especially with this album, uh, there's a lot of stories about the making of it, the abuse that 
Beefheart would put them through. It came to the point where making the album was cult-like, that he just had everybody stranded in the house. The song that I picked here, this is my favorite song off the album, and it's an example of what Beefheart would do in the studio. If you listen to the song, you might notice that his singing doesn't line up with the music. That's because Beefheart refused to wear his headphones when recording the music. Oh my god. And all he could hear was the leakage from the window of the recording studio. So it may sound weird to you. For me, I've heard it many, many times, so it sounds all normal to me. So uh, this is my favorite song off the album. It's called Moonlight on Vermont. Moonlight! Yes, you have. Is that you? Moonlight on Vermont! Affected everybody leaving Mrs. Wooten Wellis Little Nitty Even life boy floating with his Little pistol showing at his Little pistol token Well, that goes to show you What a moon can do Now, now, for the record, when I screamed Moonlight, <laughs> you were, I, you were, I did, I had never heard that song no, before. No, and it sounded just like, okay, look. Uh, 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 now, if you told me that the man on the cover of that album was singing that, that fish head, I'd be like, oh, that's pretty good. It's <laughs> pretty good for a fish head. This says that it, uh, Wikipedia tells me it ranked number 60 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. That was back when they only had 500 albums. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it actually, yeah, on Wikipedia, it has the address where they recorded uh, some of it. Portable facilities at 4295 Ensenada Drive. Portable? Those could be anywhere. <laughs> Woodland Hills. Aaron, I'm sure if you ever make it out here to California, this is one of the places we're going to go and uh, take your picture in front of this uh, house. You know what I do in a portable facility? <laughs> you take a dump? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he did with his vocal styles. <laughs> That if was, you listen um, closely, you can hear the engineer pleading to turn to, to turn down can, the board. Can, can you can you put your headphones Please on? Please put your headphones on. Please put, put your on. headphones on. Stop staring Jeez, at the window. Put I don't, your headphones on. I, that's not my thing. Then that, that is not my thing. But I'm glad someone likes it. And Rolling Stone praises it, so mm-hmm. it proves they're not always right. <laughs> wow, I know, and I know Aaron loves that, but man, that's. You it, know says, what? it says, I, it says I, it's avant-garde. And I, I wonder what it would sound like if he was singing where he was supposed to be singing. And if, and if it was someone else singing. <laughs> Let's move on. Holy crap. I'm sorry, when you Aaron. screamed in the mic, I jumped. I thought it was just way too loud. I was just trying to joke like, oh, it's so off that it would just be like, oh, lie. Yeah, your scream was way too loud. I'm sorry. And uh, The level later fixes it. It will, but man, I jumped. So I jumped. I was scared. <laughs> What's next? Let's hear the next one. For nearly five decades, the residents have been recording music and touring all around the world. Their identities are a mystery, as the members are always in costume. It's like the mask singer. to Rock Solid, I've also been a writer for Pop Culture Beast. Amen. Pat, you've been able to get me in touch with Cherry Red Records, 
who have been sending me all of the entries in the Preserved Edition series by The Residents. That's a nice guy. Which is the group's ongoing series of reissues. Considering that the band has released over 50 albums, all of which I don't think are going to be reissued, most of them are, but still, The Residents could very well take up my entire hard drive. It's hard to pick one song by the group, considering their albums usually revolve around themes or a concept. I've taken this song from their 1978 album, which has two titles, Duck Stab Slash Buster and Glen, and it's a song called Hello Skinny. Skinny was born in a bathtub and grew so incredibly Weird that their identities are unknown to this mm-hmm. day. Let's so make let me a, let's you. make a residence album. You know what would be funny? What if you just yeah, what if you just uh just made one? Just you went on tour and you're like, yeah, we're the residents. Well, no, you're not. We are. Pff, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big eyeball head on, on with a top hat. <laughs> how, how am I not the residents? It'd be like Blue Man Group trying to prove, no, we're Blue Man Group. Mm, are you? <laughs> are you really? Uh, yeah, that was, that was very unsettling and creepy. Yeah. What was that? That was called, uh... Hello, Skinny. Hello, Skinny. <laughs> the vocals were done by Snake Finger, which is me. And, uh... That's also a Bond villain? Snake Finger. Mm-hmm. What if there was a Bond villain that was actually Snake Finger? And he had all his finger. He had, he had snakes grafted... To his fingers. I don't And he would wear work. He would it's bond. <laughs> he keeps a glove. He keeps his hand in a bag. Oh ba- we, bag hand? No, no, no. He's snake <laughs> fingers. But people think he's bag hand. And mm. then he pulls his hand out and he wraps these snakes around you and they just bite you and kill you. That'd be so cool. Snake finger. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it's stink finger. <laughs> All right, what's next? What's that movie called? Sedusa? <laughs> James Bond so, in Sedusa. I'm so mad that that Bond film is postponed. That's killing me. I didn't come here for Bond talk. If I wanted that, I'd listen to Gourley. People say that if you get the coronavirus, it could be fatal. But what's fatal to me is that they canceled this Bond film. It's literally killing me. This is no time like, to die. I was so excited for that movie. Like I, I had tickets purchased. Mm-hmm. I told Pilar not to work that day. Take a day off. We're going to go see this Bond. And now, uh, now I don't know when I'm going to get to go on a date with my wife. How do you how do you think lunkheads feel about Fast Nine? Oh a whole God. year. They postponed it a whole year. They postponed it a whole year. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What is going on in this world that we're postponing movies because of a virus? Are you kidding me? Is that the kind of country we are? We let a virus scare us off from going to the multiplex? Are you, are you, are you Rush Limbaugh right now? What are you doing? 
When I fill my car up with gas, I use high test. Sometimes when my car's been good to me, I treat it and give it a little premium. Take it out for a nice premium. I don't think you can do that. I think you have to either always put premium in it. You just all of a sudden. So once you give it premium, it's not going to work on the other. You got to just keep giving it premium. Is that how they get you? It's just, I just don't like, you just can't like it's the car's birthday and you take it out for a nice dinner. Yeah. That's what I do. I give it a just a little little premium. There you go. There's a little for you. Does it run a little bit better? Mm -hmm. And then it gets drunk and then I have to call AAA to drive it home. I bet the same gas comes out no matter what button you yeah. push. Because who's testing that? This is Sprite. Is there, <laughs> <laughs> you want, what do you want? You want cherry Coke? Have you had I, that? Uh, one? I, 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 when I go to the gas station, it's like the mixer. Do you want to add unleaded to this, or oh, do, you, do you want to put in lead? We used to when I was a kid. We it's not it's not PC anymore. We call that a suicide solution. Mm-hmm. We every every flavor. Mm-hmm. And then you drink it and go, that tastes like shit. <laughs> What's next? Do you like ginger ale and orange Fanta? Did, have you tried that uh, that orange Coke, that orange vanilla Coke? Yeah, it's horrible. You don't like it? No. What about cinnamon Coke? Have you tried that? No, I wouldn't like that. I have you think. tried pot soil Coke? <laughs> <laughs> Gravel Coke. What's next? Let's hear from Aaron. Life. Richard Dawson is perhaps best. Richard Dawson. Five decades. In his life, Richard Dawson is perhaps best known for being the original host of Family Stop Feud. Stop it. He might be ground zero for coronavirus. <laughs> and kissing on everybody, licking them. Honey, what your mouth tastes like? <laughs> is tongue kiss up there? Number one answer. Survey says, ding, sexual assault up there. <laughs> Number three, ball licking. <laughs> okay, let's hear Richard Dawson. Also a semi-regular panelist on Match Game. During the mid-1960s, He's also the rat. Dawson was appearing on Hogan's Heroes, Dawson would release a single. The A-side was a song called His Children's Parade, while the B-side was this psychedelic tune called Apples and Oranges. <laughs> <laughs> Put it right in there. Apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. Oh my god. High in the tree. I love it. <laughs> this, this is gonna be in regular rotation. Sun for me. Make sure you pull this song into the audio drops. Oranges, apples, oranges, <laughs> orange and red, hang high. It's like he has the worst red. grocery list. Oh my god. So hard and so far, far away. I hope, I hope when I go to the grocery store tomorrow, there's apples and oranges. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing in the grocery stores. No. Let me tell you something. You have to get some apples and some oranges. Uh, what, what else? What, what have you been looking for at the grocery store? And have you had trouble finding anything to clean your hands or to wipe yourself? Or? Let me tell you something. I can't find any hand sanitizer. No. Can't find any uh, tissue papers. Do you look? Do you Scott? Do you paper towels? Do you use Clorox or is there another brand that you prefer? You mean Clorox wipes? Yeah. Let me think, what else, what other brand could there be? Oh, you know, you have a Lysol, you have a... Lysol's good. What else? You're mm, leading me somewhere. I think, I think Mr. Clean makes one. I was trying to get you to say Lysol. Oh, okay. 
Lathol's good. Apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. And then I put my banana right up in there. Let me see bananas. <laughs> also, the new Family Feud is terrible. Who hosts it? Steve Harvey. He's oh, not in it for years. I like it. I like it better when Keenan Thompson does Steve does Harvey. Steve Harvey hosting but, the show. But now it's they just ask questions that are like supposed to be sexual, and they're yeah, like, "It's not that doesn't work." Show me fucking a cantaloupe, <laughs> and he makes a set like a it's face, and he's and, like, "That's not something you do when you're riding a car." <laughs> you're like, "What?" And yet five people said it. <laughs> He's like, y'all are um, sick motherfuckers. We, uh, oh, I always, uh, you know what? There were so many road comics I worked with where they would tell a joke, like, you know, a dirty joke or something and everyone would laugh. And then they would, they, then they would say, man, you guys are some dirty motherfucker. You got a, you got a dirty mind. It's like, what the, what, you, you told the joke and they laughed at it. And then you said that, you say the same thing every fucking night. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and then they would just go, survey says. <laughs> it's like. Uh, when you would work with a one-nighter comic that had his bag of tricks every night, it was... You mean like sexual acts that you'd pay yes, for? Yes, yeah. Like the first night you saw a guy and you would laugh and you're like, oh my God, that's funny. Oh, he just ad-libbed that and blah, blah, blah. And then the next night you're like, oh, that fucking guy laughs, fake laughs every night. I legitimately thought you meant someone who brought out a bag of tricks and were like, I'm going to cut this rope in half. Much no, like no, my no, wife no, cut no. my finances I in meant, half. I meant his stand-up bag of tricks. Like... Oh. There was a guy that would fake, like, laugh to himself, and then people would think that he was... Cracking you know, himself cracking up. Cracking himself up, and you Did like, he become the Joker? <laughs> no, he was Mr. Big Stuff, Harry Hickstein. He would come out to the song, Mr. Big Stuff, who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? I'm going to say but he gave would his think name that, all, that nickname. What's, what'd you say? I'm going to say he gave himself that nickname. Gave that himself that nickname, yeah. I said gave him gave his name that nickname. That's what I said the first time. <laughs> And then um, uh, when I would work with him, I would be Mr. Leave the Room. <laughs> I, was oh he my big God. stuff? You would expect a guy, he was, he was big, but he wasn't, he wasn't rotund. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he wasn't like seven foot tall. And all his jokes weren't about being heavy. So I don't know what. I don't know what the deal was. I went to the big and tall the other day. You never see anyone tall in there. Like if, if his nickname was Mr. Shit Comic, it would have worked just as easily. <laughs> what do we got next? We're just, just cutting down all the comics we're, today. We're punchy. I, I'm so frustrated with stand-up comedy anymore. I just, mm-hmm. few people make me laugh. Yeah. I don't like comedy. And yet, <laughs> and yet, uh, well, it's obvious if you're listening to this. Uh, and yet, Mike Mike Siegel's Dry Bar special is very good. It's very, funny. very, very good. Every time the ad comes I up, I watch you, it. I think you can get it for free right now if you have the uh, the Dry Bar app. And if, if we're all at home; we're not doing anything, so let's do it. Yeah, let's take a peek at it, and then you can tip them. So tip them a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next? Uh, There's another intro, new section. All right, the next portion of my song list I like to call Goodwill Hunting. 
For those of you unaware, Wait I a minute. Goodwill in their e-commerce department where I list jewelry and I'm and also kind of the record math problems there. for the records there. <laughs> and in my time at Goodwill, uh, there have been apples? some records that have been donated oranges. that I'm interested in, which I've later paid for. Borrowing from Amy Lehman's topic, I thought I would do a little bit of Goodwill hunting myself, Amy. although in my case, this is all music that was donated to our e-commerce department in Goodwill. And One you of the stole records it? donated early in 2019 was the debut album by a band called Diamond Reed. They were around during the mid to late 1970s, forming in Pittsburgh. When I saw the album cover, I became curious as to what was on the record. I ended up reading about the group and found out the album was hard to get on CD, like 20 bucks or something like that, which doesn't sound too rare, but I decided to purchase it along with a couple of other records. The band released three albums during their time together. For their first album, their sound could be best described as glam rock with Doobie Brothers, really? Dan Harmon. This is country. And I picked the first song from the album, and it's called Rock and Roll Till I Die. And this is straight from the record. I'm looking up a different band. heard the name of the band what did he say the band was called diamond rio but it's here it's spelled r-e-o okay because there's a diamond rio that's r-i-o and it's a country band so i wonder why this one never took off i know because i'm diamond rio okay that's that's really dumb to have two you know a diamond rio diamond rio speedwagon Mm -hmm. i like i can't even find anything about this band no, they're from Pittsburgh. He told us a lot about it. I know. And then I, let me see. Someone gave that away. Did you like the song? Had a little like a. Um, it was okay. It was okay. It was like kinda, a little Seeger flavor. I thought you might like that. Little, yeah, maybe more like a, um, maybe more like a Bachman Turner Overdrive, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. It was okay. All right, let's move on. That didn't, uh, I can't find anything about the band, oh, which this, is. This song will go right nuts. with apples and oranges. What is it? It's called Banana Love. Oh, this has got to be a sexy song, right? Sometime in February of 2018, just one month after starting at Goodwill, there was a whole cart of crates and boxes filled with records. There were a lot of classical and jazz albums, which I knew wouldn't sell, so I rejected them immediately. I did find some records that had <laughs> lots, but not like top-tier artists, like Zeppelin or Pink Floyd. But then I found something interesting, a signed record. I examined the record and saw that it was a signed record by a group called The Bobs. Prior to that, I hadn't heard of them before. Bringing the records back with me, I did some research on the group. The Bobs were an acapella group during the early 1980s until 2017. The the album that had been donated was a signed copy of their second album, My I'm Large. I showed the record to a co-worker who was sitting next to me at the time. She read the tracking list and said, Oh, 
we have to listen to this. Since I've worked there, there has been an Ion USB turntable at my desk. I use that to see if the records can play. It's coming from the computer, so it's not the best way to judge the sound, but it's more or less to see if the records can play. So I played it through there. We had some laughs there in the office that day, and later that night, I streamed the album online. For over a year, the album was property of goodwill until I ended up buying it. So from the Bobs, this is a song called Banana Love. All right. This is Bobby McFerrin. I wanna be my barrage like an ape man. I don't wanna comb my hair. I'll sit down to the waist and up to the waist and forget about the underwear. I hunk a lunk, a hunk a lunk, a muck, muck. That's the way I wanna talk. So come on, baby, get down on all fours. Let's walk, walk, walk. I'm gonna take you to my bungalow, my indie jungle. We gonna make banana love. You sing a high C up in the swinging tree. When we make banana love, hook like mocha. Wow. Holy crap. I want, I want to know how much Aaron paid for that because that's, uh, it, it, he paid too much. He priced it and then he was like, he priced it and then when he went over, he was like, $25. I mean, that's great. That's, I guess so. Just put it in your bag and take it. <laughs> uh, not a fan, but I don't think we're supposed to be a fan of these songs. No. These are for shits and giggles. Right? Uh-huh. Which is the title of... It's uh, better than apples and oranges. It is. Shits and giggles are better than apples and oranges. What's next? Uh, this comes with our talk earlier. This is a song called Can of Beans. Oh, perfect. Who sings it? I don't know. Leaf Garrett. Leaf Garrett? One Leaf, day, it's Leaf. early in 2019, Leaf. I remember my two managers and a co-worker coming over to me with a handful of 45 singles. They asked if I could play a couple for them. Most of the singles they had were all from the 1940s or early 1950s. Hey, we all so like 45 singles, am I right? Me was this song, which is from the musical Paint Your Wagon. We had a good laugh with this one. Performed by Robert Penn, this is Hand Me Down, That Can of Beans. <laughs> How is this not a stinkaroo? This is a song that my dad would like. <laughs> oh, we used to sing this in the army. You're throwing them out. Oh my god. You're quarantined. This is the only song you have. Why wasn't this our play out? <laughs> it's great. Oh my god. Pull this into the audio drops. This is right there with uh, this is right there with hotcakes. Batter in the griddle. Hubba hubba hubba. Can of beans. I like how he's like, hey, hand me the can of beans. I gotta throw them out, Mary. <laughs> wow. There's some shit music at Goodwill. What's next? <laughs> is this still Goodwill Hunting? No, there's a new uh, new 
next portion of my song list is called Childhood Favorites. During the Muppet episode, there was one song of mine that wasn't played due to technical difficulties. Ooh, now, boy. if I were to put all the Kyle. Sesame Street songs into iTunes, I would leave the artist as Sesame Street. So these really shouldn't count. However, believe it or not, there were no Bert and Ernie songs played on the Muppet episode. Now, song. I know that Bert at least appeared oh, at one favorite. point during Bert. the power of Yet, which yeah. Pat picked. And uh, as far as Ernie, he didn't appear on any of the songs, although a nerdy song was played, but it was performed by Little Richard, uh, Rubber Ducky. Ducky. Yeah, technically this still works. And I just want the song played. This is one of my favorite Bert and Ernie sketches. The Muppet Pairs performed by Jim Henson and Frank Oz were all fun because, in one way or another, it gave people an insight to the friendship between the two. Of the Muppet (laughs) Pairs, Bert and Ernie probably come the closest to showing Jim and Frank's working relationship. This is a song. It's uh, very funny. I still sometimes go to the video. If I'm ever in a bad mood, I watch this and I always crack up. Oh, this thing called, fun. I dance myself to sleep. With my fist. Sometimes I have trouble falling asleep. Because of Bert. <laughs> but it's not so bad. Get off me, Bert. Ernie, get over here. Spoon. I don't weep. <laughs> oh, Ernie. In fact, I'm on top. Because I get up off my pillow and I flip on the light I get down and get hip in the still of the night Turn the light off, I stretch and I yawn and then I breathe real deep Ernie, put my pants back on And dance myself to sleep oh, Don't dance, please don't dance I hoof around my bed, just a tap on my toe Before I know what's happening I'm, I'm getting a strip show from Ernie Some partners I can count on called the Boogie Woogie Sheep What? I dance myself to sleep I've like, never heard that one. That was me good. Me neither. I like that song. That was good. We ruined it by uh, also <laughs> by talking over it. I like that Ernie is just an asshole. Like oh, he's a, a fucking dick. You wouldn't live with him. He's he's your worst college roommate. Like you're down at housing the next day saying, "I can't live with that guy for a whole semester." Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you have to live with him for a whole semester. We can get you another roommate next. Look, semester, my head's this way and his head's this way. Yeah, I mean, we're we, totally we, opposite. We are not compatible at all in the 69 my- position. <laughs> Idiots keep interrupting songs. All right, here we go. We we don't have anything to do if we don't. Power Rangers was an instant hit when it premiered in 1993 on Fox. Pause it. Growing up, you like Power Rangers, right? Yeah. This is right in your wheelhouse. Sure. Take it away. It was one of my favorite shows. While the show was still going, more than 25 years later, I really only go back to the show's first six seasons, which all follow the same storyline and feature the same characters. Oh. For 20 years yeah, the now, Mighty Morphin every season ones the after ones. the show's sixth season, Power Rangers in Space, is its own standalone <laughs> season, with new characters, new costumes, new everything. Yet all of them somehow fit in the Power Rangers universe. The same writers. I think this is why I slowly started to lose interest in the show. Still... I care about the franchise and check in on it every now and then. Now, one of my favorite things about Mighty Morphin is the music, which was written and performed by Ron Wasserman. Throughout the three seasons of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Wasserman would write several dozen songs for the show, including the show's original theme, Go Go Power Rangers. Now, the other songs that he wrote 
were all played during the combat scenes. They would play the songs, and it was almost like a music video in a way. I don't know if it's nostalgia, but I still look at these songs like, seriously, I think these are legitimately good songs. And of the songs that Ron Wasserman wrote, this one is my favorite. It's called We Need a Hero. I'll be the judge. What do you think? It was good. That was not where I thought it was going to go, but it was good. Um, yeah, like I'm wondering, like if uh, if like a if like a real rock band recorded that, if we enjoy it, like if Cheap Trick recorded that song. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for it to like really kick in. I think is what I was waiting for, because knowing like the guitar and that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yeah, theme. But uh, okay, so these are this is the last. There's an intro and then there's the last, last three. I wonder if we have a playout song. Is there a playout song? I mean, there's not one denoted. Should we just play Apples and Oranges again? I would play the Burnt Ernie again and we, oh, yeah, and we'll we play won't the, talk over it this time. We'll play the Burnt Ernie again. That's what we'll do. Okay. Maybe we can, maybe we, you can find that on YouTube and we can play the whole thing. Okay. All right. Uh, for, for this moment, I will play... Uh, this intro and then the rest and then the first song the next and last part of my song list i like to call comedy movies and tv rock solid is a comedy podcast is so it makes sense to play these <laughs> along with doing album a day in 2019 i also did something similar to it but in movie form yeah this takes a lot of work i started picking movies for rock movie of the week. It works like Alma Day, and the way I pick the movies is all based on anniversaries or of my choosing. The first movie I picked in 2019 was the 1998 movie, Still Crazy. I first became aware of this movie when my sister brought it up to me, saying the librarian at the high school that she attended and I attended years before her had mentioned it. I didn't see it until years later, but when I did, I was amazed that I had never heard of this movie. Still Crazy tells the story of a rock band called Strange Fruit, who decided to embark on a reunion tour. Not only is it a funny movie, but the music is great too. Of the songs in the movie, this is my favorite. And it's a song called All Over the World. the movie Still Crazy, mm-hmm. recommended by the librarian. Mm-hmm. Would you like some candy and then to come in to the back room and watch hey, Still shut Crazy? Your fucking mouth. This yeah. is a goddamn library. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just recommending a movie. Oh, okay. <laughs>
I was trying to get a kid in the back. Well, we have books here. Oh, okay. Is there Why don't a, you read a book? Do you have the adaptation of Still Crazy in a book? Shh. Read Jane Austen books. I hate the library. What's next? We're good at improv. We did. We were not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. I didn't mind that. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Now I gotta watch this Still Crazy movie. No, his next song comes from a TV show called Nathan For You. Nathan For You oh, like aired on Comedy Central okay. from 2013 to 2017. I didn't watch the show last season, which led me to binging the show more or less prior to the last season's premiere. In the show, comedian Nathan Fielder helps out struggling businesses by pitching new business plans. Pause once. For- Is he from Mighty Boosh? No. No, he's not. Who That's am I thinking? Noel Fielder. Keep going creating for comedic situations. In one episode from the show's last season, Nathan helps out a logistics company in trying to ship out smoke alarms tariff-free. His idea? Ship the smoke alarms by selling them as musical instruments. In order for this to work, is it Kramer? Nathan finds out that the smoke... Well, no, the whole the whole premise is he goes to, he goes to the struggling businesses and says that. So, like, he... Like, remember there was that dumb Starbucks? Yes. That opened up? That was his thing. Oh. Where he was like, oh, it's a parody. So, like, we can call it dumb oh. Starbucks. So he, like, gets things like that. You would always tell me to watch this show. Yeah, it's really And funny. I would ignore you. There's, there's like, like, there's one episode where he's like, everyone gets a happy birthday cake. Have you ever thought about selling meme cakes? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're fired and stuff. And they're like, I mean, I guess. He's like, yeah, we'll just sell meme cakes. I like it. Why not? It's great would need to be in a hit song. Nathan is able to assemble a band via Craigslist and find a singer named Yanni, who ends up writing the song that you're about to hear. In all seriousness, this is a great song. It would be a lot better if that smoke alarm wasn't on the song. So from Nathan for you, this is from the band Bonsai Predicament, and the song's (laughs) called Orphaned Skies. In time, the earth will have to stomach what we spew And face the trees we killed before they grew From your disconnected art, you play the part and take it I like that <laughs> You believe in every word you say Despite one relevance relays The hard truth taken light You insist to spot Incentivize the plot into monetary value you can frame. This is a great song. That's recorded very nicely. Mm-hmm. Oh, come Who is that? Is that, is that Fountains of Wayne? That's what it sounds like. Um, yeah, there, there's another one where. He gets people who uh, who want to work out to move people's boxes. <laughs> okay. That's great. That works. How many episodes of that are there? I don't know, like 30-something maybe. All right, cool. All right, here we go. This is the last one from Aaron. This is it? Yeah. I thought a minute ago you told me there were four. No, I said there were there were three and then the intro was what the what the fourth track was. All right, all right. song I've picked comes from another... T- 
This next song comes Jesus the last Christ. song I've picked comes Thought from another right. TV show, and it's a show called Documentary Now. Coming from Fred Armiston and Bill Hader, the IFC show parodies documentaries. It's been on since 2015, and it will soon have its fourth season at some point. At the time of this recording, you can watch all three seasons on Netflix at this time. I would recommend it. It's a really funny show. In the show's first season, they parodied the history of the Eagles documentary, changing it to Gentle and Soft, which tells the story of soft rockers, the Blue Jean Committee. Originally from Chicago, the band left their hometown and decided to move to California for inspiration. This led to the recording of the band's best-selling album, Catalina Breeze. This is the main song played throughout the two-part episode, and it's really spot-on as far as the 70s soft rock sound goes. So, for my last pick, this is from the Blue Jean Committee, featuring Fred Armiston and Bill Hader, and the song is called Catalina Breeze. I can't wait to hear this. DB says you got the high-class blues. A yacht See rock. caravan to Aruba. It's not the road that you would choose. A barstool intellectual. A master's degree in small talk. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that is. I don't know. Have you ever done an episode that's just all fake bands that were created for either TV or movies? Yeah. Like you mean the like, monkeys or Kiss. The banana splits, Kiss. No, but I feel like we've played a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I bet if we start thinking, you mean a Partridge family? No, no. I, I'm, I'm actually more like talking about like if there were. Like, oh, you play the song, like, Pop Goes My Heart from that music and lyrics movie. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like that stuff. No, it's no. like No. Okay. I've never done it. <laughs> we just went, nope, that's not what this show's for. Now, did Aaron do a wrap-up, or does he just leave us hanging? He just leaves us hanging. That's it? Did you find... I found that Burton Ernie song, if you didn't. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Because my the internet's not working, but I had it on my phone. Right. Yeah, I uh, found it. Why is the internet not working for you? On this computer? I don't know. I don't not know either. Um, All right, that's... Uh, well, thank you, Aaron. That was good. That was... Uh, Aaron, we had to talk over it a little bit, because what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You found some, some good stuff, some good bad stuff? Some not good stuff. You had to piss me off with Wasp. Mm-hmm. God damn. I just burped. <laughs> God. Uh, Aaron is uh, on Twitter, at Aaron underscore con. Also follow him... The album's uncovered, which is at albums and then a U. That's also on Twitter, so follow him there. Kyle, you're Albums Kyle. University is gonna be so mad. Albums University, I love it with Billy Crystal and John Goodman. <laughs> hey, uh, we gotta make an album. Uh, I don't know who that was. That's the deed. I don't know who that is. Uh, you're at Kyle Funny. I am. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. We are at Rock Solid Show. Go to rocksolidpodcast.com mm-hmm. for all things. Rock solid. Remember, this is a bonus episode. Yes. We have a new episode on Thursday. I'm going to record a bunch of episodes with Kyle while he's home. And we're, uh, we, we recorded late and we're a little loopy and goofy, but, uh, but we got through it. How was it? How was the producing? Did you get right back in it? A little bit. I mean, it was a little rough. Very difficult to, uh, it was very difficult for me for many episodes to, uh, 
host and produce. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to record 52 while I'm here. Yeah, yeah. But but the good thing is I finally uh, got the producing down and now I still suck at the hosting. So, well, we'll figure it out. All right, here we go. Have you thought about a new host? Uh, Murray said he'd like to do it full time, but I just don't know. You're like like that guy that sang and drummed. And then they were like, why don't you just drum? Why don't you just drum or sing? Which is what we we just made up. This is uh, Bert and Ernie's Dance Myself to Sleep. Thanks again, Aaron Kahn, for the commentary and all the cool songs that have never been played uh, on this show before. Artists who have never been played. Yes. Here we go. And the songs. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Let's see if this will work. Thanks, Aaron. Sometimes I have trouble falling asleep, but it's not so bad. Man, you should try jerking it. I don't. You're like we talked over the other one. Oh, that's right. In fact, I'm glad. Pass me the cream. Cause I get up off my pillow and I flip on the light. I get down right, turn and the get light back off. God damn it. <laughs> I stretch and I yawn and then I breathe real good. You fucking asshole. Shut the fuck down. <laughs> I hoof around my bed just a tap on my toes. Before I know what's happening, I'm ready to doze. Got some partners I can count on called the Boogie Woogie Sheep. What? I dance myself. Oh yeah, sheep come out, right? Yeah. I don't believe this. I gently rock the by myself Ready? across the floor. I'm watching. I turn and then I toss and then I start to snore. My trusty little bugle helps me spread the news. Good play, that bugle. I'm tapping two taps and I'm a rare and two snooze. Oh, not the bugle. <laughs> now Bird is never getting his deposit back, right? <laughs> 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 